This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Hi there, it's Dr. Judith Bryles back again, and we are going through our top five podcasts in the number of downloads that we had last year. Coming in at number four was a topic we have never done before. With over 150,000 downloads, it's all about finding grants to support your writing and publishing. If you would like financial support, it's time to discover what funds for writers, the website, can do with C. Hope Clark. There are lots of myths and facts for writers in applying for and obtaining a grant. So if you want a guide at your side, this is the episode you can't miss with the Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing podcast. You're going to get tips and tools for finding grants. You're going to find that where the guidelines are hiding and hanging out. You'll discover where to start your search for any available funds. And remember, grants aren't always for newbies. A lot of donors only want to give monies to already published authors. So if you want to create a what do I do with the money in your application, you're going to get tips on the verbiage to use and saying all this in the fourth Listen to download this past year. Hi, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing um, podcast. And throughout it, along with my awesome guest, we will share ahas and insights and tips that will enhance and support your book and writing publishing journey. So my goal is always to support you and your book success. And just a reminder, if you're on Twitter, connect with me on at my book shepherd. And if on Facebook, why not join my book publishing group to share your news or just ask questions. And you can always email me directly at Judith at Bryles, B-R-I-L-E-S dot com. Now, I like to daily post out throughout my social media world a favorite quote from my book, Snappy, Sassy, Salty Success for Authors and Writers. So today's quote is, which will tie into what we are doing during this episode, is creating and writing a book is like making a favorite dish. You know that the main ingredient is its words. It's all the spices of stories, characters, situations, solutions, and ideas added that get the taste buds salivating. One way that authors salivate over is to um, have money come their way. And this is the show for you. With us is the awesome 
um, Hope Clark, who and, and no, is known as C. Hope Clark. I should say that correctly. And her website is chopeclark.com. She is an author herself. She has created the Crevin County Mysteries, which is, if you like the southern spice to your reading, um, and a little mystery and a little investigation, this is right up your alley. So hope is all about, this is what our topic, it's all about the myths and facts of grants for writers and writing. And as you know, grants for writers um, have an, an, an aura around them also. They're mythical expectations. But there's grants out there that if you're a serious writer and want to be seriously accessible, this is the funnel that you want to go down. Hope will cover what's real and what's fictitious in applying for a writing grant. And she is the founder for fundsforwriters.com. So Hope is keeping her fingers on the pulse of opportunity, how to post it, open calls for submissions in her weekly newsletter, which I'm going to recommend you all subscribe to, Funds for Writers. And her website has been selected by the Writers Digest 101 Best Websites for Writers for, get this, the past 21 years. So during this hour, we're going to discuss the pros and cons, the perks and fallacies of applying for grants, and help you understand what it takes to land one in your mailbox. And with that, Hope, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Well, let's, um, there is a lot of myths about grants and, and what they are, how to get them, where they get them, can they get them, I think, even. We need to throw in the, the, the pile here. So where would you like to start? Well, just to let, <clears throat> let folks know that grants aren't much different than applying for uh, selling your article to a magazine or getting your manuscript in the hands of an agent. It's, it's a matter of preparation, it's a matter of submitting, and it's a matter of competing. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people want that money just like you do, just like you want all those publishing opportunities. So it's a matter of presenting yourself well, following the guidelines, and making sure what you're doing is what they want. So it's not much different than being a writer. <laughs> All right. So as as I talk to you, I am looking at the wonderful banner for Funds for Writers. Um, and I will join as a subscriber. Um, as you all are listening to this, I am adding my um, email onto it because I certainly want to stay on top of what's out there and opportunities uh, for not only myself, what the heck, but so I can guide other authors who are on the, the quest. So why do we start there? How do we find these things, Hope? Okay, grants do not often advertise themselves. So that's the reason it's difficult to find them and the reason a lot of people think they don't hardly exist or they're pretty uh. much mythical creatures, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Um because the entities that are offering grants don't have big pocketbooks, and so they're not going to spend a lot of money on advertising. Plus, a lot of people already apply for them. They don't need to solicit for them. So it's a matter of getting savvy enough to know where to find these grants. And I started Funds for Writers um, 20-something years ago in 
in my own quest to find places to publish my work, I already understood the basis of grants from my previous career as a um, federal employee with an with an agency that handled money. And it amazed me how little people knew about grants and all of the the mythical stuff that they thought about them, you know, all of these things that weren't true. Mm-hmm. So I added them to my list of funding opportunities, and before long I had friends asking me to send them a list, send them a list, and I started a newsletter, and the newsletter just exploded. It, it, in a couple of months I had 200 people, in six months I had 2,000, and now we have 25,000. Well, I, I like those numbers a lot. <laughs> Any, oh, I do anyone, too. <laughs> anyone would in that. And when you were um, starting to gather your list, when you were doing your explore, explorations, really, what kind of myths got shattered along the way? Well, it's that if you need money, all you got to do is say, I need money. And somebody is going to be just so altruistic and sweet and genuine out there and go, oh, let me write you a check. Um, Applying for a grant means that you have to submit yourself as a professional and, of course, jump through all the guidelines and present yourself in such a way that the judges who decide who gets the grant uh, really are enthused by your project or your what you're trying to do. So it's a matter of convincing others that you're worthy, just like anything else you apply to. Well, that sounds totally reasonable. Are, are there any trigger words that they should be aware of to use and, uh, and to avoid in yes. doing that submission? It is, because you, you need to know their guidelines. And I think a big um, fallacy out there is for folks to apply and say, I'm poor. I'm unemployed, I'm disabled, I'm retired. Just go down the list where people are trying to prove that they're poor or they're in need, Mm -hmm. and that is not necessarily going to get you the grant because Mm -hmm. all grants are not for those who are financially needy. They're they're not. Um, The majority of your grants will judge you based on your ability or your past performance. So you got to shine yes. <laughs> when you when you come through. Absolutely, because you know each grant ha- does have a pot of money, but they also have obligations for that pot of money, and they have to answer to whoever gave them that money, whether it's just earning from the public, or they get handed funds from the federal government, or they've got donors that contribute to them, but they have a mission. And they have a standard they have to adhere to, and at the end of every year, they've got to report back and sh- as to their performance. Mm-hmm. So and, they're like and, you and me. I mean, they're they're trying to do a good job and follow their mission and and do what's right to as many people as possible for as many people as possible. It, they're not just going to hand out money to the first one in line. Which you wish you would be. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, absolutely, absolutely. But when I uh, counsel writers on how to apply for a grant, I tell them, of course, please read the guidelines word for word, letter for letter. Some will ask for no more than a one-page 
answer these three or four questions and give me a paragraph as to what you hope to achieve with this grant. And then you'll have others that might be 10 pages long asking all types of in, uh, details, including wanting your budget, you know, if, it, if especially if it's a big grant. If we're talking, you know, seven, eight, ten thousand dollars $10,000 grant, they're going to want to know where are all those dollars going to be uh, are going to go and how will they be used? Mm-hmm. So when when you say a big grant, um, you know, seven, eight, ten thousand dollars, that doesn't sound like a big grant to me. Um, but in the in the grant world, is it? It is. In the uh-huh. literary world, it really is. Um, ah. A lot of folks think that a writing grant is going to allow them to quit work, stay home, and write for a year, and those just do not exist. They are oh. rare. Um, that's the the National Endowment for the Arts has mm-hmm. a twenty five thousand dollar grant. That mm-hmm. grant used to be forty thousand dollars. Mm. So they're they're down. Grants are down because it's all based on the money coming in for them. And the government, if this is a tough year, then you know they're going to get less money. And, and that actually sounds right. As everything is trimmed down. Listen, we're going to take our first break. With me is C. Hope Clark. And we're talking about something we have never talked about in the six years of the Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing uh, podcast. And I think it's really important. And I'm certainly more tuned into it because the Colorado Authors Hall of Fame is giving away money. So that's led me to hope. We're going to be right back. is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these is there a book in you or another author you shows you how to create develop and publish your book without being hoodwinked if you already have a book out You will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative, no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author U extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author U is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author U today at authoru.org. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book. 
if you want to be successful as an author. Your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. With me is C. Hope Clark. She is an author in her own right, uh, writing Southern mysteries and sleuthing and all those wonderful things. But she's also the brains behind FundsForWriters.com, which I would encourage all of you to hop on board and join. But with that said, we're talking about, so where do you find funds for authors? And, and, and hope one of the things I'd want to know is, do you have your fingers on like how many resources are out there so people can have an idea that it's only five out there that you can you know pull <laughs> from or what is out there and 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 the range I mean you did reveal that anything much over seven thousand was considered a large grant um, which was an eye opener for me I didn't realize that that doesn't seem like a huge amount um, to me but with that said. Uh, how many are out there? Uh, there are. Goodness gracious. There's, there's got to be hundreds. Uh, and they come in different shapes and sizes. They're, mm-hmm. they're not just literary grants or grants for writing. And I always tell people to start with their state arts commission because mm-hmm. your state arts commission is going to favor the people in your state, so that kind of mm-hmm. helps whittle down the competition a bit. But it, you're going to be more familiar with what they require. But they, they, they have federal funds and donations that come in that they turn around and redistribute to different uh, folks in the arts. And some states will do literary arts every year. Some states will do it every other year. And some may break it down into fiction, nonfiction, plays, poetry. So you've got to know your state arts commission as to what they have to offer and how often they offer it. And your arts commission has full-time people there to advise you on how to apply. I mean, you can go in with a draft and go, what does this look like? And they'll help you clean it up. So they're, they're wonderful people, and that's definitely where you ought to start. And these people being in the grant business, also know what other grants are available in the region. So when you start anywhere, you start with your state arts commission. So the other other items are on their radar that you may not know about. Yes, yes, and that's their world. They know it. All right, so if you're offering one, I mean, I don't even, um, Hope knows that my connection with Hope was I had discovered her and her uh, newsletter that she does that comes out one you know weekly on Fridays, that um, uh, funds for writers that uh, I didn't know about the truly the state arts, and I was trying to reach out to let people know in the field that we had um, a a uh, grant uh, scholarship that we were offering just for writers who were connected with Colorado. And so, and I just said, we have to have you on the podcast, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know, from there, I tell people to look local because there are arts councils that might be in a city or a county or a little county region 
where they specialize just in the arts in that little small geographic area. Mm -hmm. And the cool Mm -hmm. thing about those is that you can join them and actually be an active member in trying to sway what they offer your area. So if they, for instance, only favor the fine arts, which do not include writing, then maybe you can convince them, hey, we've got artists who are writers. Maybe we need to add a category for them. But an arts council is local and is a lot easier to work with. So I would get involved with one of those. There's a humanities commission in every state as well. Now, the difference between the arts and the humanities. Pardon? We we do. We have the Colorado Humanities. Yes. Um, And I, I do know that. And we actually did try to get them involved with ours. And they, in any way... Um, and, and now see it have it on it. Uh, and I didn't make much headway. So after this conversation, I am going to go back and pound again. Um, we've closed out submissions for ours. And but that um, it'll be we'll be doing this every other year because it's a it's it, now that I've learned we're giving a large, a large. You are. Grant away. <laughs> And for and for those who you don't know, we are giving a cash plus a very extensive um, eighteen month mentoring program, which the total value is twenty thousand dollars. So it's huge. It is. Uh, you know, I wish I when I started uh, writing. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed to say forty over forty years ago. Hope with my first book that wow. I would. I wish I you know I funded everything. I, you know, I, I was so clueless. I didn't know how to be a writer. I know Zippo about publishing, although I did write buy a lot of books and I read a lot. But that was it. <laughs> I knew nothing about the process. Zero. Well, I think we all sort of start out that way. <laughs> I did the same thing. Uh, but on as far as the Humanities Commission, though, they're, they're a little more restrictive in that the topic that they cater to has to be humanities-related. And each state has their list of what they consider the humanities, and they each state's tweaked a little different than another. And if you happen to have, for instance, they're not going to probably have a grant for anything that's going to be, say, romance or mystery-related, mm-hmm. unless you turn around and it's got a very, very strong humanities bent. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be pretty restrictive. And also they tend to lean toward giving grants to nonprofits, educational institutions, museums, libraries, that type of thing. They tend to give their money to groups uh, that have somewhat of a nonprofit status versus individuals. However, every once in a while, depending on the state, they will have something for individuals if they can show that they have a strong humanities bent. But also, that kind of leads me into... Writers can work with those nonprofit entities in getting grants as well. Mm-hmm. Because those nonprofits can apply for a grant, get it, and have you written into their grant as someone who's going to benefit from it. You might be presenting under their project, or you may be teaching, or speaking, or whatever, under whatever project that nonprofit, school, library, museum might be putting on, and you can be an active member of it, and your commission, your fee, your honorarium gets paid through that grant. Mm-hmm. So it makes you have to collaborate with 
some bigger project. Well, I, you know, I kind of love that AS. So, in in effect, they become an advocate for um, a specific project or someone they really want to get behind and and roll out with, which I, I like. I think that sounds terrific. It allows you to process. get in, involved in something a little bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Well, can, can I do a, sh- a, a shift here? What about, for example, I do retreats and un- uh, what we call unplugs. It could be book publishing, it could be book marketing, it could be that. What about something that goes along that line um, in in seeking out for sponsorship or financial support? Well, you can seek sponsorship and then you can seek grants. If Mm -hmm. you have any type of nonprofit arm, then you can apply for one and probably have a good chance of getting it because these these groups love to donate to nonprofits. Um, a for-profit, it's next to impossible. And the reason is our tax code in the United States. You know, people that give away this money, are there's definitely a, a, a little tax, income tax side to it all because it has to be something they can write off or it's part of doing business. And if any nonprofit or educational group can apply and say, hey, can you help us do this grandiose project? And, of course, you've got to present yourself as what you're going to give back to humanity. And and then you use your funds to give scholarships to, to writers and artists. Mm-hmm. So there's levels. Yes. It, there can be levels involved um, to the individual writer. This is where uh, I get a lot of folks will roll their eyes and glass over and go, I can't do that. If you start talking much more of much, much more than, say, I need money to write. Where can I apply for? It's people want to don't want to think much further than that, and you have to get a little bit savvy. Just like you have to know who to apply for in terms of an agent and understand the agent, you need to do the same thing mm-hmm. for grants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, this marketplace today is most authors are going without agents. Most authors are building their own um, publishing houses. Yes. That's the real world today, which I approve and, of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is, and there's some savvy ones out there. I tell you, they're, they're doing good jobs at it. And they, they need to apply to these arts commissions and arts councils, especially if they've been very successful at it and, and apply for grants. I will say it's very difficult for somebody brand new to go in and ask for a grant because as I hinted at before, yep. a grant provider wants to know that you already know how to do this and that you have a strong possibility of being successful. So it sounds like, with, with just the reiteration of this, Hope, is that if you are already published even, not for, you know, my, my mind is directed towards someone who is unpublished. We want to we help you. We want to guide you. We want to make sure that you... You know, you avoid a lot of the common hiccups, so to speak, um, and and develop you as a writer and then as an author. But what you're saying, what I'm hearing is that, hey, if you're already published, do not hold back here. That right. you may have, yeah, yeah, which I love, you know, I love this idea because I don't think 
Um, certainly in my circle, a lot of these authors think that they, they would be attractive if they weren't in the newbie line. And what I'm hearing you say is, ah, I, I know, old pros, step forward. Is that yes. right? Yes, you're, you're going to have a stronger chance. Um, and it, again, it depends on your state. I have applied twice in South Carolina with the number of uh-huh. books I have and have mm-hmm. not landed one yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I also know the flavor of my state's arts commission, and they lean literary. They lean um, toward literary fiction. Uh-huh. You know, it's the, it's the Old South. It's the Pat Conroy. It's, the, you know, it's, it's that oh. type of flavor down here. I know. Oh, one of my favorite authors. I actually celebrate his birthday every year. Oh, that's awesome! I have met him several. I met him several times, and and of course we claim him as a favorite son. And yeah, but down here we we tend to lean toward literary fiction, and I write very uh, traditional mystery, and that's that's not a favorite. Just like romance or sci-fi or fantasy, yeah. the commercial genres would not fit in with my state arts commission. But see, that's just my state. I don't know what another state might do. Okay. So, so yeah, look, you got to know them. You got to check you them out and know them. them. All right. So we're going to give you more know-em information with us is C. Hope Clark. We're talking about finding money. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. If you're an author who is interested in getting some help and not a newbie author, someone who will continue with you on your journey, there is money out there that might have your name on it. Seaharp Clark is going to kind of walk us through some of those things, she as she has been doing. And I know I am adding on to my list 
um, to really go back to not only the uh, I'm in Colorado, so it's the our you know the Colorado humanities. And they do a big big book award. They really are very well established. But I'm going to look around for locals. I which hope I hadn't thought about reaching out to the locals to see what's going on. So I guess that's where I'm going to jump into the Google and start doing that. There you go. Yes, start local. It's a lot easier to make change that way. And uh, as <clears throat> I know we talked a lot about uh, government-issued grants. We talked about the NEA and the Arts Commissions mm-hmm. and the Humanities Commissions and Arts Councils. But there are some general grants out there that aren't tied to geography or the government. And those need people need to look at those because they have a, a wider reach. Mm-hmm. But there's grants like the Sustainable Arts Foundation that gives grants to writers with children. I mean, if you've got a child 18 or under and Mm -hmm. you can show you've been struggling to write, uh, you can apply for a grant by applying with what your project is and what you hope to achieve. So that that one is a real sweet grant. I like that one. Uh, A Room of Her Own Foundation is a similar thing just for women that are trying to make a difference. There's the awesome foundation that just, they want to be awed by your project. And now that one's a small one. It's only $1,000, but still, every little bit helps. There's travel grants. Um, you know, Malice Domestic is for mystery writers, unpublished mystery writers, I'm, I might add. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The Barbara Deming Foundation has been around for decades in helping fund writers that are struggling. So it's it, it just goes on and on. I wish I could publish all of these every week in a newsletter, but each week I put about anywhere from four to ten in it as to what's open right now and what's got an open call for submissions. Mm-hmm. But well, there, you know, there's there's you've got a, a you've sent me some fun fact things type of going for, but I I, I think that the one thing that you've opened the um, our ears to, and hopefully eyes will follow as people start searching out, is that there is money out there. There are possibilities, and you don't have to be a newbie to get the support. They're looking for really established people who they can augment, or even, you know, if you become successful, even maybe coattail on to yeah. you to announce that they were one of your supporters. Would that make sense? Yes, yes, it does. And you know, besides those little general grants, you can also look at your your um, like the Mystery Writers of America, the professional mm-hmm. organizations that a lot of writers belong to, mm-hmm. uh, Sisters in Crime, Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. All of those have some small grants that are available. Mm-hmm. So it's just learning the guidelines, how to submit to them. How yes, it's just like it. submitting to anything. It's just like submitting to a magazine or a publisher. You just read the guidelines. Well, I'd like to continue on that because there are, I remember putting in for a grant, you know, which was a, a large one here. Um, and they called me back and they said, gee, we really like what you're doing, but this is the direction we're going. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but that, how how sometimes... Do you write it toward the direction they're going that you can't, you don't know what their direction that they're going in? 
Does that make sense to you? <laughs> well, you read the mission statement of the grant provider, and everyone has one. Yes. But... <clears throat> you want to see their mission statement. You also want to see who has won those grants in the past. Past. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with contacting the organization and asking what attracted y'all to that winner? How did they get it? And there's nothing wrong with contacting the winners and saying, what do you think you did differently that won you the prize? Oh, I love that idea, Hope. Um, and, and I've always told people when they're getting references of people that, that you know, they, would, they should always ask, would you like to work with this person again or whatever it is? You, you've got to open the doors in different ways. But yes, and, and when you talk to the people who give the grants, you ask them uh, who were the past winners and... Uh, you, you can even ask, do, do you have the contact information or do you think they'd mind if I call them? And I've, I've yet to see one that minded when you called and said, hey, can you tell me about your grant experience? Mm-hmm. I like that a lot um, and going through it. So there's, I'm, I'm just hearing so many possibilities here. So there, uh, and, and it's just not to you as an individual, you may work for, you know, those who are listening, you may work for an organization who should be applying for their grant as the organization. Is that correct? Uh, if, if you're, I'm, I'm not sure I'm following. If you're, if you're working for a nonprofit a school, any, anything yes. that is considered a not-for-profit entity, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, the world is wide open for them to apply for grants, and you can piggyback on those um, in terms of being a an active participant in whatever that project is they're applying for. That's that's great in that regard. Um, and there are you might be surprised at how many commercial organizations, and I'm talking about every store, every every corporation has a foundation arm. Every one of them, mm-hmm. because every, every every commercial entity gives back to charity in some fashion. My dentist has a foundation. Oh and yes, you, there, there's a lot of dental foundations. As a matter of fact, yes, I, you know, a, a lot of professionals will will try to have tax write offs through establishing their own foundation, and they're looking for ways to give back to the community. And there's also, I forgot to mention this one before, there's community foundations. And it's nothing but your little local area has a whole bunch of little grants in it that each grant is not big enough to run itself. So they put it in a pot with a community foundation and they find homes for it. That's how a lot of students get their scholarships. Mm-hmm. So you've mentioned many times, Hope, um, during this hour that the word humanities. Would you, for our listeners, for their own sake, and 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 then you mentioned literary and, and and why where you had applied in South Carolina, that you're in the literary stream and not so much the humanities. Is, did I hear that correctly? Well, it's a literary stream versus commercial fiction. Commercial fiction. Okay. So when you when you talk about what this what your work would contribute to the humanities. What are we in companies? I mean, humanities, I always think of the arts and I think of history and things like that. What else is included when um, in, the, in the definition of the humanities? Humanities can be um, anything in relation to the arts. It can be history. It can be social mm-hmm. studies. 
it can it can be architecture. It can have a lot to do with setting. You might have a book that is just rich, rich, rich in setting and and not heavily commercial fiction, if you understand what I'm saying. Uh, but if you've got something that's a heavy, heavy setting, say, you know, New Orleans, to us in the Old South, you know, it's, you can do that a lot with Charleston and the, and the marshes and all of that type of thing. And, and um, you know, where the crawdads thing, that, that book was, mm-hmm. had a very Whoa. strong yeah. humanities bent to it because of its mm-hmm. setting. Okay, you could say that, that your work actually contributes to the humanities by demonstrating uh, a certain region of the country. Perfect. So those of you who are writing with locations, this could be your tap dance <laughs> that you could. It sure could. Down. And you know, nonfiction works as well. It doesn't. It's not restricted to fiction. If you have a nonfiction book you're trying to do, it could be a travel book. It could be a history book. You know, apply with those. That's strong humanities. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, the humanities are certainly there, and and writing and the how tos and all those other things. You you also, um, I read something one of your blogs about partnering with libraries. Can you explore that a little bit? You might be surprised at how many libraries have a grant for doing research at their library or becoming an artist in residence. And the bigger the library, the higher the chance that they have that. Mm-hmm. So don't, you know, they're not going to advertise it very wide. The only ones I see advertised very wide are in New York or Chicago. You know, they're, they're huge, huge libraries that, mm-hmm. you know, make a big mark. But any regular library or state library, frankly, I would start at the state libraries and contact them and say, hey, I'm a writer. This is my project. I'm needing to do research. Is there any potential for me to be an artist in residence or acquire a grant to do research? And you might be surprised how many have that. They don't. And, they don't advertise. Again, they don't have deep pocket budgets. All right. And and so, what's the competition for this kind of stuff? I mean, since they're not advertised, maybe many don't know it. I mean, that's right. How's the How's the word get out? Well, <laughs> word of mouth and websites. It, it amazes me how many grants think that putting things up on a website is advertisement. It's, it's yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, it's you've got to almost know where they're at. I tend to follow a lot of these organizations and nonprofits and libraries and entities, mm-hmm. and so I I try to distribute them and you you'd be surprised how many of them will contact me and say would you put this in your newsletter so they don't broadcast it very far and I'll tell you part of the reason is they already get enough applications as it is to to not need to broadcast it now I sat on a grant panel in Phoenix Arizona now Phoenix is a pretty big city and they had their arts commission was was handing out grants and I raised my hand and said would love to be on your panel and I got in there, and there was a room of 15 of us, and we only had two dozen applications. I was so you, amazed. You can, you can get through them then. Yes, yes, you can get, and, and we were giving $10,000 grants. 
wow. it, it, it just floored me that the these people were applying and most of them were groups like a, a dance company um a library's reading group it was it was little organized groups rather than individuals but still it it just really floored me how easy it was for somebody to apply for a grant at that level you never know because you grants ne- are not readily advertised. Wow, you never know. All right, with that, we're going to take our final break. With us is C. Hope Clark, and we're trying to bring money to you, show you where to find it to support your next project. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and e-zine at thebookshepherd.com. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. So with us again is C. Hope Clark. I'm going to refer you back to her website um, and encourage all of you to make sure that you subscribe 
to her newsletter, which is the funds for writers, plural, dot com. And just it's a very simple subscription and start getting tuned into this other world that few authors and writers really get is accessible and available to them. And it could just be the icing on the cake. It could be the perfect thing to make your summer. It could be just so much uh, that it's it's a different world. So I'm thrilled with having her with us today. Um, Hope, uh, we were talking about uh, panels, which is, as, as I'm assuming is um, what we would call the judging, the, the once the submissions come in, there's the evaluation process. How does that work? Uh, every grant does have a panel, and sometimes it's people in-house, but in order to try to give the, the appearance of transparency and to be as wide-open, accepting as possible, they ask for outsiders to come in and judge, and they create a panel the panel receives the applications that were submitted complete that followed all the guidelines and that panel sits around and discusses you know who is deemed the most qualified in order to receive the money now that those panels can be comprised of anybody and everybody if you're handing out money for let's just say fiction of course they want some authors on there, but you also want some business people on there to see if the marketing side, say there's a marketing side of the grant, to, so that they understand it. You might have somebody who's more fiscally um, mental in their observations, and to, so you want a couple of those in order to make sure they plan to spend the money properly. You have a hodgepodge of people with different experiences so that you're looking at these grants from all angles. I, and I love it that you said mix it up. So it's just not all author, uh, authors evaluating. Like I'm thinking of even the one that we're we're in the process of administrating, um, it, just admiring the quality of their work um, and looking at the total literary side of it versus making sure that there's got to be a plan to go with this. What are you going to yes. do? A lot of them have a plan. Uh, ha- require that you have a plan. If you want, the bigger the grant, the bigger the plan. So, if you want a ten thousand dollar grant, then mm-hmm. that panel wants to see where is every dollar of that ten thousand going. If you mm-hmm. just say, "Hey, I'm going to live on this while I write," uh-huh, no, that does not look very good for you because it means that you're not planned. You're just shooting from the hip and taking it as it goes. Uh, I served on a panel in Phoenix, Arizona, and. I remember looking at all these applications. Everybody was oohing and aahing over, oh, this looks like a great project. Oh, I love how they wrote this up. And I was tallying numbers. And somebody applied for a $10,000 grant and had a $1,000 error in their numbers. Whoa, that's a lot. That's a big error. (laughs) And I said, "Um, are we sure we can trust this individual to manage their money? If they can't manage the money, they will not be a success. And so that's what you've got on panels is a hodgepodge of folks of different calibers to make sure that this is going to turn into a solid grant because they want every grant to be successful. Well, of course they do. I mean, otherwise you just, you know, you can all send your money to me. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Send it to my mailbox in the process. 
<laughs> All right. So um, that um, I, I love, you know, that's the, I'd love to evaluate them. So I'm going to figure out how to make people know that I'm open for judging for grants because I would love to do that and being on panels um, on that. And then can I can I just loop back for a sec to the libraries? So in approaching a library is who do you do the ask to? Um, just is there someone specifically in the library that would know what's going on? I would be talking, depending on the size of the library, I would be yeah. going to the main librarian. I, I, I would, because I don't think the... Um, the average assistant librarian at the desk may not be familiar, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I would take it a little higher up the line. Uh, but first, I would be researching that website to make sure it's not on there first, because I, I can tell you there's not an entity out there that appreciates someone coming up and going, uh, how do I apply for this grant when there's two pages of instructions on the website? <laughs> um, but like the Boston Public Library Children's Writers in Residence, you know, they do that every single year, and it's just for children's writers to come mm -hmm. in and do research. They have to occasionally make an appearance and speak, but they get compensated for being that writer in residence. Um, the New York Public Library does it. But there's also um, the Huntington Library in San Marino, California has one called the Isherwood Foundation Fellowships. And you, you just need to ask. Museums and libraries, ask them, do you have any type of residency for artists or writers? And yeah. they'll tell you yay or nay, and you might even suggest you might consider that because it, it would draw people in. Mm -hmm. It certainly would. And, and, you know, reading's not going down. Um, no. Certainly writing that's going down. I am sure hope you've heard the statistic that over 80% of the people think they have a book in them. I am not sure where that came from. I have used it. Uh, I'd love to know the resource. Do you have any idea? No, but I hear that all the time. And I can tell you just from personal experience, I run into people that tell me, hey, I've been meaning to write this book. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and of course, uh, me always says, well, should it be allowed out? But that's another thing. <laughs> I'm, just, I, I'm just saying that there are sometimes things that go on. <laughs> that, that some of the writing is so rough, so bad that I, mean, I have told authors, this is a great idea. I love it. But you are a sucky writer and you need help. Yeah, you got some tough love there. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> I do it. I have a couple of authors right now. I am literally, uh, we are, I've become like their co-author, uh, but I yes. will not be, because I am gutting everything as we go along, literally saying, uh, he, your character absolutely would not say it this way. There is no way he would have <laughs> talked this way. You know. Well, you do try. need to be serious applying for these grants because they're going to expect you to, a good many of them are going to ask, well, how are you a writer? What have you done? Mm -hmm. And it might not be much, but you need to own it. You just really need to own it because to say, well, I haven't done much. I'm thinking about writing. Uh, I'm in between jobs, so I thought I'd take advantage. All of that is discounting yourself. And you've got to sell yourself in order to get a grant. So it's not going to do well, bode well for you to discount yourself. So you've got to show that you've got some fire in you and that you have – attempted this before 
Well, I love that. Don't discount yourself. Um, and you've got to show some fire. And, and you know, I, I think I, one of the reasons why I see so many um, new authors come forward is when retirement hits and, and they all of a sudden get fired up. You know, they realize, geez, at 60, I, I am not over the hill. I am not right. over the hill. There is a lot. I, I've got ideas. I've got story. I've got wisdom. I've got fill in the blank. And I'm I'm telling you, as someone is a, who is a, the, in, in the business how-to writing side of things, myself, is that I would much rather hear from someone who has been through the trough and has been through every ditch along the way and figured out how to climb out versus some 30-year-old who is still thinks they're hot <laughs> and, and hasn't had their first failure. You know, I look at all those things in the process. It's a tough business. You gotta, you gotta be able to weather it. Yes, you do have to be weathered. Okay. So we have a couple of minutes left here. Um, hope any, any kind of thoughts, um, we've been going through a lot of facts. It's out there. It's available. Um, curious, do you have any idea how much money is really given away every year in under the arts? Oh, my goodness. Um, you count all the states and all the arts councils mm-hmm. and retreats mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. It's in the millions. Uh, there's there's a lot out there. Um, I mean, there's – I didn't even mention the emergency grants. Uh, oh, let's kiss on that before we leave. Tell me about emergencies. Well, the Haven Foundation is an emergency grant, and Stephen King sponsors that one. You've got the U.S. Writers' Aid Initiative. The Carnegie Fund for Authors is an emergency grant. There is a Freelancers Relief Fund. Pen American has several emergency funds. Well, what is it? Wait a minute. Let's just describe what an emergency fund is. And they will tell you in the guidelines what an emergency is. Uh, I, gosh, a year or two ago, I could have given you hundreds of them because COVID funded yeah. so many, so mm-hmm. many. And because anybody who lost jobs, lost their gigs, there was actually a fund for freelancers who were losing their projects. So it was, there was so much money. But now these that I'm telling you have been around for a good number of years. But an emergency can be health. It can be, you know, an accident. It could be you've, you've lost a lot of work or you've lost a spouse and it sets you back. It, it can be anything and everything. You just need to justify it. Some of them will say it has to be health-related. Some will say that you've lost um, where you live, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're losing your rent, your lease, or, or you've lost your home. A lot of these will specify, but the ones that don't are just saying, tell us what the emergency is. Elizabeth George Foundation is good about giving out one and $2,000 increments to people who, you know, just write and say, I've, I've really fallen on hard times. Wow. Okay. So it's, I'm at my 30 second mark here. So would this just be that you would maybe Google emergency funds for authors and writers and then just see what starts coming up? Uh, you'll find a lot of scams when you do oh, it that oh, way. Uh, as, oh, as with any so? Google search, <laughs> you'll right. find a lot of scams. But the, uh, would you that's, have that's some the of these reason things? that you need, a, you, you need an online site and a newsletter to tell you the truth okay. because they're right, hard to find. That's the perfect close. Go to her newsletter, Funds for Writers, <laughs> and find these emergency funds. Thank you, Elizabeth. 
I mean, I thank you, Hope. <laughs> Elizabeth George, I read. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. We'll be with you next week, everyone. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr.